Today's scripture is Haggai 2, 1 through 9, the future glory of the temple. In the second year of King Darius, in the seventh month, on the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Serapabal, son of Shetil, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Is it not in your sight as nothing? Yet now take courage, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit abides among you, do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once again, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, so that the treasure of all nations shall come, and I will fill the house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I often wish y'all could see what I see from up here. I, I mean the generosity of, of spirit and of heart shown this morning already. I've been thinking about saints and what saints really are and when I have to confess that I didn't bring seven names of people important to me, and Sharon kind of runs down the aisle, come trotting back up, is not, not the heart of a saint. When I see Nora up here having to battle candles she's never even seen before, but knowing she's fierce enough to handle it, and then Phil jumps up and says, you might want to do it this way, or offering help is not, not the generosity of a saint. When I see two ladies coming down with offering plate, plates and, the way, and passing them around and, and walking down the aisle, what do you see in that moment? Do you see the payment of bills? takes money to keep lights on. Or do you see the generosity of saints? Lord, we thank you for your word today. Let it abide in our hearts, for it is a word we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Feel free to quote me. Okay, I stole it, I know. But those words describe perfectly what God's people were experiencing 2,500 years ago. After more than half a century in exile, longer than Hope and Parker have been married, what was it, 53? 
56. So y'all been married almost as long as sissy's been alive. Sometimes it's fun just to be me, Hope. <laughs> Congratulations, that is excellent. Well done, Parker. Okay. A man of many words. It was the best of times. They were finally going home. They were finally allowed to leave their captivity and go home. They were free. It was an incredible moment in their lives, the best of times. But when they made it to their destination, what did they see? They saw their beloved city, Jerusalem, in ruins, completely destroyed. The walls, the city walls, were nothing but piles of rock just laying there on the cold earth. And their temple, their temple, which was magnificent, the legacy of David and of Solomon, the earthly home of their God, was in ruins. It was the worst of times. Oh, they tried. They tried. They repaired the altar. They prepared the great foundations for their new temple. But only months into it, discourage, they, discouragement overwhelmed them. Their new foundation was so much smaller than the one that supported Solomon's temple. But God knew something they didn't know. They were surrounded on every side by enemies, and those enemies would hound them from time to time, testing them as they tried to build the wall. It's too dangerous. We can't work under these conditions. But God knew something they did not know. They got distracted pulled away admittedly by important things. They had to eat. That's important. So crops had to be planted and tended. And it pulled them away from rebuilding the temple. But God knew something they did not know. They had to survive the elements so houses had to be constructed. These people were poor. After living in exile, essentially as slaves, you're not going to be running over with wealth. They turned their pockets inside out and only a few coins would fall out. But God promised that this temple, will be filled with more glory of God than the other temple. More glory 
than the other temple had ever seen. How? How was this even conceivable? It had taken 183,000 laborers seven years to build Solomon's temple. 183,000 people. Anybody know how many people live in Rock Hill? Does that give you an idea? All working on one building. Taylor Swift wishes she had a house like this. It was built with resources that King David had set aside for its construction, and Solomon taxed the people heavily. And you thought that was a new thing. And this temple would have more splendor than that. Solomon's temple was built using over 663,000 pounds of silver and 567,000 pounds of gold. And that doesn't even include the precious stones, the exotic woods, and the other special materials that were used in creating this temple for the Lord. In other words, about what Steve and Diane have put into their new house edition. Wishing they had 183,000 people to help. I told you I'd get in the sermon, Steve. But relate this. They're building a house. They know the work it takes. They know the expense. And now we're temp talking about God's temple. How could they possibly build anything that would surpass such splendor and glory? But God knew something they didn't know. Throughout the book of Haggai, well, frankly, Haggai is only 38 verses long. Short book. And in those verses, he's got one message. He's like a Johnny One Note. Build the temple, build the temple, build the temple. But Haggai even as a prophet was lurking, lurking, looking at the world with earthly eyes. For God knew something even Haggai did not. That the temple would be filled with the splendor of Jesus Christ. Of the power of resurrection. Of the good news of a world to come. that the best is yet to be. I will shake all nations, and the desired of all nations will come. That's Jesus. And I will fill this house with glory. 
after 40 years of ministry. I'm convinced that this at least is a definition of a saint. Someone who sees a city in ruins and asks, what do you know, Lord, that I don't know? A saint sees a life in ruins and never asks, why me, Lord? Because they are not deceived by appearances. God's people were talking about, how can we do this? We have no money. We've got to plant a crop. We've got to build homes. And God's prophet was saying, build that temple. And everything else will fall into place. We now know the temple God builds is the temple of our hearts where God resides. We can't build that temple. God builds that temple. And even if it's in ruins, your life feels like a pile of rocks just laying on the cold, hard ground. I guarantee you, God knows something that you don't. And God can rebuild that temple and fill it with glory. Amen.